Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hi, clubbers. In the spirit of self-care, we're on our summer holidays. So today we're bringing you one of our classic shows to enjoy. We will be back in September with some brand new practices and fantastic shows. Have a great summer and enjoy some of our back catalogue. Before we get into this week's episode, we wanted to give you a quick trigger warning. If you struggle with disordered eating or eating disorders, some of what we're discussing might be triggering for you. Hi, I'm Nicole Goodman. And I'm Lauren Mishkon. The advice for self-care today is endless and can be yet another overwhelming job for women. Every episode, we trial a different self-care practice, live it to the letter for a week and report back to you on the results. Will it actually improve your well-being or will it be another waste of your time? We test out self-care so you don't have to. Welcome to Self-Care Club. Wellness road tested. Are you bikini body ready, Lauren Mishkon? Well, I've got a bikini and I've got a body So yes, I am. Yes, you are. And I'm happy to hear that. This week, we are looking into body positivity. I'm Nicole Goodman. And I'm Lauren Mishkon. And this is Self-Care Club Wellness Road Tested. In this final episode of the Self-Care Club Summertime Staycation Miniseries, every time I say it, I think, what a mouthful. Self-Care Club Summertime Staycation Miniseries. It wasn't as good as, as Pelvic Floor. No, it wasn't this good. Don't ignore your pelvic floor. If you do, you'll be on the floor. Oh, you've had a whole new rush. <laughs> Was that not it? No. Anyway, we have brought you a practice that most of us struggle with at some point in our lives, and especially when we have got to get our bodies out in swimwear. Body positivity. We all, at one time or another, mentally beat ourselves up for putting on weight or indulging in food that isn't a lettuce leaf or a chia seed. And why? Because society tells us that we need to be a certain dress size or weight to be happy. We are constantly told having cellulite, rolls, extra weight, acne and even bloody body hair in some places is wrong and needs fixing. This reality translates into us spending a lot of time and money on fixing a problem of our imperfect bodies And this toxic messaging can leave women feeling pretty crappy about their own body image. But not ones to dwell on a problem here at Self Care Club. We like to go for the solutions. And this week we are going big by practicing body positivity. Yes, we are. Body positivity is a social movement focused on empowering individuals, no matter what their physical weight or size, whilst also challenging the ways in which society presents and views the physical body. The movement advocates the acceptance of all bodies, regardless of physical ability, size, gender, race or appearance. 
To note, there are many different ideas and experiences of what people say body positivity is, but in summary, body positivity means appreciating your body in spite of flaws, feeling confident about your body, accepting your body's shape and size, enjoying the body that you have, and celebrating any of your body's changes that happen naturally due to aging, pregnancy, or lifestyle choices. Having a healthy body image plays an enormous role in how people feel about their appearance and even how they judge their self-worth. Research suggests that having poor body image can be detrimental to mental and physical health, which can at times translate into depression, low self-esteem, and more often than not, eating disorders, especially in adolescent girls. But fear not, because body positivity strives to address these issues. By practicing it, it enables you to be more comfortable in your own skin have more confidence, more self-acceptance, self-love and inner peace. What is more important than that? Nothing. Nothing. Tell me how the body positivity movement started. Well, there are a lot of conflicting stories as to the origins of body positivity and who coined the phrase, but really it's important to note that it hit the mainstream in 2012. Instagram played a pivotal role in the rise of this movement with influencers using their voices and platform to promote good body image, whatever shape or size. Celebrities such as Serena Williams, Demi Lovato, Lizzo, Taylor Swift, Lena Dunham and many, many more are all huge advocates of the movement and its benefits it promises for women. In recent years, companies all over the world wanted in on the action too. Barbie updated their old dolls for dolls with more body diversity and magazines have incorporated efforts to be more body positive in their publications. Some magazines have stopped airbrushing models and finally use plus size models, while companies like Dove have developed marketing campaigns for body inclusivity by using real women and even Victoria's Secrets have banned the angel wings and size zero models for activist women changing the world, which we spoke about a few weeks ago. Yeah, we did. Finally, we are starting to see real women in the media that we can all relate to. And Self Care Club are all for it. We are all for women feeling good in their own skin and enough of feeling any shame towards our bodies. But it isn't quite as straightforward as it would seem though, Nicole. There are some complexities to the body positivity movement. Actress and activist Jamila Jamil is often described as one of the faces of the body positivity movement, which she suggests is a miscategorization. Jamil explained that the movement isn't right for everyone and that many people feel shut out of the body positivity conversation. Jamil instead advocates for body liberation or body neutrality. Mm. This approach involves taking your body out of the center of your self-image. Body positivity neglects all the other elements of a person's identity that are much more important than how a person looks. Jamil suggests that people should stop making the body the determinant of self-worth and self-perception, which might be a healthier and more inclusive approach. Firstly, I'm obsessed with Jamila Jamil. Are you? Obsessed. I think she's the most beautiful woman on the planet. She would be so insulted that she's described so that, was that the first way. way you, that was the first thing you said about I think her. she's... I just love the things that she stands for. I love the way that she voices herself. And she is huge in this movement. Mm. And she's done a podcast called I Way. Because mm-hmm. she basically says that she always felt too big for film roles. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was often told in her younger years that she had to lose weight. Mm-hmm. And I like, I like this. I like what she's talking about here. Because what she's saying is that how your body looks is just not the most important thing about a woman. It's not the most important bit about anybody. It's just no, but it's a little bit dom- of a human. 
It's a very the, the yes. way you present. But it hasn't been that way, has it? Well, no, it's been everything. Because any woman that walks the red carpet mm. is always uh, critiqued for how she looks. Of course. Whether she, what designer she's wearing, or how her hair is. If she's put on weight. If, if she's put on if weight. If her body snapped back after having a baby. Yes. All of this nonsense. But a man, never. He's never spoken about in that way. No, very rarely. Unless there's an extreme change of physical appearance. Yeah. So it's no wonder that women get very hung up on how their body looks and then pull it to pieces. Yeah. So I guess what we're saying is in basic terms, the body positive movement urges people to love their bodies no matter what they look like, whereas body neutrality focuses on what your body can do rather than what it actually looks like. Is that right? Yes, exactly right. So the body positivity movement has been criticised for pushing a type of toxic positivity. Yeah, I can see that. And Chelsea Cronengold, who's a clinical psychologist specialising in eating disorders, says there's a lot of pressure and expectations that people put on themselves when talking about body positivity in this more mainstream sense. As an example, there's nothing wrong with having a bad body image day, just like there's nothing wrong with having a bad hair day or something like that. Yes, but we put so much more importance on it. Absolutely. So what is better, body neutrality or body positivity? Cronengold says that either route is better than a diet culture and definitely a step in the right direction for people who are experiencing body image concerns and even for the general public. But for people who are affected by eating disorders, Cronengold said that body neutrality can be a lot more helpful than this potentially toxic positivity. I see. Thing. Okay. Yeah. So now we know the pros and cons of this huge growing movement and the practice. Shall we get on with how to actually do it? Yes. So how did we practice it? What are the ways? There are obviously a Many thousand ways. different ways mm. of practicing it. So I just picked out a few ones that I, I resonated with mm-hmm. that I thought would be helpful for other people. Do you think we should have a quick chat about <clears throat> our own body images and how we feel about our bodies and this movement and everything else? You want to do that we for what we did? We? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Um, I felt this practice was so timely because A, it's the summer. So it is a time when everyone starts thinking about dieting and wearing less clothes and being thinner. And also we're right in the middle of Love Island where essentially they're naked for weeks on end. And and, and 20. Uh, and 20. And most of the country's watching it and comparing themselves. And I think that always brings up a lot of conversation in the media about bodies, doesn't it, generally? Yeah. And how yeah. women look and what they choose to do to themselves, augmentation and, and all the rest of it. And it certainly gets me thinking about it i mean there's some it's not about love island but there are some girls on there that i get just get really upset looking at yes i i do too and and you and i ended up having a conversation which uh, the crux of which was who started this aesthetic yeah who yeah told women girls that this look of pumping your lips up making sure your breasts were large and augmented and freezing your forehead even before you were ever going to have wrinkles was a was a, a good aesthetic or the right look. Where but, did that come from? Women are and moving, why? and they're moving towards like their faces look weird. Yes, and I was told this is all because if you take a picture or you do an Instagram video, the face yeah. looks better. Yeah, everything is wrong with that. <laughs> I know everything, but that's why this practice is so important. Yeah. So if we're talking about our own bodies and our own body image. Yeah, where, where do you sit on it? I, I, it's a very odd thing with me, but 
I think I have a sort of reverse thing where in my mind, most of the time, I still think I look how I looked when I was 17, which was around about a size eight. In my head, I, you are around about a size eight. I'm not. I'm a good size. I'm a good solid ten. Occasionally a twelve, but sometimes I will buy an eight if it's a shop. I mean, the sizes are so, so ridiculous, yeah, the, right? I, I agree, but the thing is, is that you're not a million miles away from where you were when you were seventeen. I'm not a million miles, but the sh- the shape of my body, the tone of my body, the look of my body at forty three, having had three children and seven pregnancies, is not the same as I did look at 17. Of course not. But in my mind, I still think I look like that. So sometimes I'm a little bit shocked when I put something on or I catch myself in the mirror and I don't. I kind of forget. So it doesn't play a massive role in your life or in your it, mind. It, it doesn't. Which I, is great. I pay quite little attention. I yeah. don't spend a lot of time looking at my body yeah. or thinking about my yeah. body. And That's great. Um, I don't feel caught up in it, but I think I'm at an advantage of not being 20. Although when I was 20, I was very skinny and looked great. So I probably I wouldn't have worried about it. I don't know. Maybe it would be many, much harder many now. Many women in their 30s, 40s, 50s are still very caught up in this diet culture and this body image obsession. Many. I, mm. Tell me about your, how you feel I, about I, this. I mean, for anyone listening at home that listens to our show will know that this has been a problematic area for me. In the past, I've suffered with body dysmorphia and disordered eating and, and all of that. I am so far removed from that now. I also don't pay a lot of attention to my body and I practice very much body neutrality. Mm. So I don't, I've taught myself in order to get out of this body dysmorphia toxic thing, I taught myself not to focus on it so much Mm. and to enjoy my body for what it does. And your body does a lot of Heavy lifting, training, endurance. It is strong. It is really strong. And, you know, I was talking to someone a couple of weeks ago and she's really not well Mm. at the moment and her body really lets her down. Mm. I mean, she was walking with a stick and she's a young Mm. woman. Um, And so she can't do the things that she wants to do. And sometimes she finds it hard to walk to the toilet. Mm. Okay. She's had a nightmare. Mm. And I walked away from talking. She's lovely. And I walked away from talking to her and I said to Adam, I get up in the morning. If I want to go for a six mile walk, I go for a six mile walk. If I want to go and lift 100 kilos, I lift 100 kilos. My body lets me do whatever I want to do. It works for you. And I am so grateful for Mm. that. So that is how I feel about my body. It's very functional. It's very healthy. It's very strong. Mm. I don't pay a lot of attention on what it looks like anymore because that is a very toxic road for me. So this has been a very interesting week. And actually, gratitude is the first thing yes. in this practice. So let's talk about how we practice, yeah. shall we? Yeah. So gratitude, it's very easy to get caught up in what we don't like about ourselves. So these shame-based thoughts are really quite nasty. Mm. So what we did was we turned our stream of shame, if we had it, into a stream of gratitude. Think about all the ways your body supports you, all the ways it carries you, your legs taking you places, your lungs allowing you to breathe, your eyes seeing the world. Find ways to be grateful towards your body and how it allows you to live your life. Mm -hmm. Very, very important. If you are struggling with body positivity and how you feel about your body, question whether body hate is actually helping. Mm -hmm. Ask out loud, does shaming my body do anything for me? Does it make me feel better? Does, does it change my thighs or my stomach? We are guessing that the answer will always be a solid no. So why cause unnecessary stress on yourself? 
Ask yourself these questions out loud and you will realize that body shaming is just a complete waste of your energy. Yeah. What else did we do, Lauren? We also decided to toss out old clothes that have not fit you for years. So if you have got a load of old clothes that are taunting you in your wardrobe, get rid of them. Sell them on eBay or even better, donate them. We know it's really hard to get rid of clothes, especially when there's a little part of you that hopes that one day you'll fit in them again or you're quite used to weight fluctuation. But this is a bold move and it's going to just encourage you to accept your body for how it is now. And you know what? If you really need to buy another pair of jeans or a special white top, go and buy them in the size that fits you. I think you've just said something vital. It's accepting your body for how it is now. Yeah. Not for how it looked five years ago or last year or six months ago or how you want it to look. It's how it is now. Yeah. I think that's huge. Um, Also, if you find yourself critiquing your body in front of the mirror, which let's be honest, most of us do this, post positive affirmations around the mirror because this really may help. Write down or say out loud positive aspects of yourself that aren't related to your appearance or weight and then you put them around your mirror. So as you start to recognize more positive things about yourself, Add them to your positive affirmations. Practice saying them out loud each day. Here are some examples. I am happy to be me. My appearance does not define my value. I am worthy. I am smart. I am strong. I am capable. All of those lovely things. Yeah. You know what that's just made me think of? Go on. Do you remember there was a series a while back called The Tribe Next Door and it was when Scarlett Moffat moved, they physically built her home, her family home in in uh I don't remember okay, it, but well, I remember they, you telling me about it. They physically built her family home in a sort of tribal community. And n- n- the women who lived in this community, they didn't wear tops, their breasts were, you know, out. That was just how, how they were. And they didn't have mirrors. They had never seen themselves in a mirror. So when they came into the house, they they saw their reflection for the first time. And, and they were just so amused and kind of delighted because they'd never seen that before. But Scarlett, her weight, she is a, a person whose weight has fluctuated hugely. And she was a, she was quite a big girl. She lost a, a huge amount of weight, did a load of fitness stuff and diet stuff. And actually since then has put the weight back on his back to her original size and said it was awful for her. It was horrible mm-hmm. being um, so thin. She was miserable. But when she put the weight back on, she got a lot of abuse and oh, trolling. Jesus and Christ. it was revolting. But what was so fascinating was that she was so ashamed of of her body, of her breasts, of her size. And the women in this community, because they had no uh, yeah. feedback on yeah. mirrors, reflections, social media, well, they no TV, measure. they just were totally yeah. accepting. They kept saying to her, you're beautiful. You're so beautiful. You know, why are you ashamed? Because it's just not part of their culture. It, but How also, beautiful. It, it's so conditioned yeah. into us to yeah. look one way, one particular yeah. way, and that is the model, the way you must look. And by the way, it, it that changes. So it's either, you know, looking like a waif in the Kate Moss days yes. and now looking like Kim Kardashian's with the curves and the big bum. Yes. But any way is is takes just as much work as the other way. But it's also mostly unobtainable for real human beings. Yes. Unless you are built extremely slimly like Kate Moss is and was that's just her frame yes. you're not going to look like that unless you're starving yourself and there is no woman who has these pneumatic enormous breasts a healthy plump bottom large thighs and, and a tiny tiny waist, tiny waist yeah. most women who have large bottoms and very full breasts 
have a larger waist because th- their figure is fuller. I know. So it's impossible. So what it does it's is impossible. It, it just creates shame and discontent. Yes. And that you look in some way wrong. Wrong. So we spend so much time and money on fixing a problem that isn't a problem. No. It's incredible. It's not a problem. <laughs> so what we also did was practice self-acceptance. Tara Brach wrote a book called Radical Acceptance, which we are going to do a week on, by the way, Laura Michigan. Yeah. Embracing your life with the heart of a Buddha. In this book, she said radical acceptance is the willingness to experience ourselves and our lives as it is. This practice of acceptance is looking at all of your perceived flaws and giving them a big hug. It's radically accepting your body as it is in the present moment. Through this practice can come great peace. So a little tip, say out loud, I accept my body for all that it is. Mm -hmm. We also get rid of scales. That was Saeed who kind of made me feel differently about that when I came into the gym and said I'd put on two pounds or I hadn't lost. Have you weighed yourself since? Yeah, of course. Right. I I never weigh myself. I do weigh myself quite a lot. But it was him who said to me, how dare you walk into my gym and tell me (laughs) that you value yourself by a number on a metal plate how dare you like that's your value that's how you that's your self-worth a number i that was quite a that's quite a powerful thing to say to a woman you know i mean i got rid of the scales so many years ago that i can't understand why anyone would weigh themselves because it all it did was bring me discontent and upset no matter what it said right even when i was at my lowest Mm. i still wanted to be lower Mm. and so when it goes in the other direction Mm. i mean it just it just floored me and then i'd come downstairs and i'd be snappy with my kids and it's just no a machine does not take control of my mood no Mm. so i don't want to know i don't fucking care still fit into my jeans can still run and lift and walk and pick my kids up if i needed to like no Good finished. So get rid of your scales. Yeah. It can become really obsessive. And why give the scales power over your happiness and self-worth? Just like Lauren just said, it does not define your worth. So we say get rid. And also, if you would not say it to your friends, do not say it to yourself. When you find yourself being critical of your body, ask yourself, would I say this to my friend? The answer is going to be no. No. So treat your own body, like you would treat your best friend's yeah, body. Yeah. So just to go over those briefly, we practiced gratitude. So be grateful for what your body can do for you. Question whether body hate is helping you, which it isn't. Toss out any old clothes that haven't fit you in years. Um, put some positive affirmations around your mirror or you can say them out loud. Practice radical self-acceptance. Get rid of those bloody scales. And if you wouldn't say it to your friends, don't say it to yourself. Yeah. So that's what we did. So how did you feel going into this week? I kind of felt okay going yep. into this week. Yep. I, I, I don't have problems with diet, as you know, or my body. I'm very lucky. I have not suffered from eating disorders or anything like that. It's not. It's just not something that features in my life. Yep. Um, I have remained the same weight pretty much since I had my first son 17 years ago I was 25 when I had him and I mean, it's just you are so lucky. I'm very lucky but I, since I turned 40 there's been an extra four pounds that have come on and have not come off and it kind of doesn't matter what I do they're just there now and 
they 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 made me not so pleased. And also it's sitting it's sitting in the middle of my body. It's not distributed quite evenly. But I've I, got I, bigger I, boobs and I've got which is great and I've got a bit of a bigger stomach. But I have come to this place where But I do think, right, you are for people that don't know you, yeah. you're a very slim, naturally slim woman. I'm slim. I'm a size ten yes. and a twelve on a bad day and an eight on a good day. Right. But most let's say I'm a good I'm a ten. You're a good ten. You're a good healthy ten. You've got a healthy body. You don't really need to watch what you eat. You don't really exercise. No. So you are very blessed I, to be I, the size I, that you I are. I am blessed and I'm very grateful for that. And I do often wonder if I did struggle with my weight or I was someone who was naturally much bigger, would I feel differently? Would I fight it? Would I? Would it be a battle for me? Would I feel differently? Would I have a, a lower self-image, self-esteem? I can't answer that because I'm I'm just the way yeah, I am. Yeah, yeah, All yeah. I can tell you is right now at 43, I'm heavier than I've ever been, but I don't feel unhappy about that yes I feel quite accepting that I am this age and I am this weight and the truth is I don't really want to have to deny myself or kill myself to shift four pounds these four pounds four bloody pounds yeah because it's not important enough to me I and agree. it's not upsetting me and also it just robs you of your quality of, of life yeah of my enjoyment it really does so that's kind of where I where I sit with it well, I have put on weight in lockdown. So yeah. I've gone up a dress size yeah. in lockdown. So I was um, a size six for many years. Yeah. That was when I was in my midst of all of the exercise addiction. I can't even look at photos of you like that because it makes me so sad. Neither can I. When I, I see them. And when I, at my 40th, mm. I was at my tiniest. Mm. I cannot look at any photos of my 40th because I was in such a bad place. Mm. I thought I was happy and having a good time at my 40th mm. and just people didn't understand me, but I was in such a bad place. Um, anyway, I have put on, I don't know how much I've put on because I don't weigh myself, yeah. but I'm, I have gone from an eight to a 10 mm -hmm. in lockdown. Yeah. And I am proud to say that I am fine with it. Yeah. I can't believe I'm fine with it. But I really am because Good, I also shows you how far you've come. Yeah, and I also mirroring what you've said. I don't have the energy or the want to put myself through all of that toxic behaviour again to get down, back down to a size eight. I can't be fucked. Mm. I'm happy. I do what I want food wise. I exercise like a beast because I want to because I love it, not because I'm trying to be slimmer. And and that's where I'm at. Yeah. So practicing a week of body positivity felt a little bit, not scary, but just a bit like, I wonder how I'm going to take to this. I wonder how positive I actually feel. Yeah. Like, am I, I'm really going to sit and look at this again. Do you think that part of your body positivity and also one's body positivity comes truly from how you feel inside? Or do you think some of it comes as a reflection of other people? as in? If you have a partner who loves your body or if you have a mother who every time she sees you says, oh, you've put on a bit of weight. Do you do you think that if you're feeling sturdy inside about yourself and positive about your body, that stuff is just going to bounce off no, you? Or do I you think I that sits think. in people? Yes, I do. You do. I think the external influence on a woman about her body image is enormous. So it's very hard then. And I don't mean that doesn't necessarily need to come from the partner or the mother. That can come from the, your social media feed. That can come from watching Love Island. That can come from your mate who's just lost a stone. It can be from anywhere, but it will impact how you feel about your body, sadly. Do you think as a woman, as you get older, 
you care less about those external things or you're able to deflect them. Because I, I don't sit and watch Love Island and think, oh, I wish I looked like that in a bikini. No, I, I don't either. I accept that these girls are half my age and they've never had children. No, I don't either. So I'm fine with that. I don't either, but I watch Love Island with my 13-year-old. And I watch it with my 15-year-old son. So it's interesting to see it through her eyes. Yeah. Um, she hasn't actually ever said, oh, she's so thin, I wish I was so... None of that. Yeah. Most of what we talk about in terms of their appearance is the dress is too short and why are her boobs hanging out. Yes, the underboob bikini is quite a look. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be scared to put my arms up. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, so my body image is in a really good solid place. Yeah. So looking at it again just felt a bit like, oh, really? I've got to do this again. Did anyone ever comment on your body when you were a child or a teenager? like family or did anyone ever say anything? Because I'm thinking about Tova and in her book when she writes about um, her, uh, of an aunt or someone saying at a family dinner, oh, she's always going to struggle with her weight, that one. And hearing that and it really affecting her. A couple of things that stand out in my mind. Mm. A guy walked past me on the street, I don't know how old I was, probably 19, 20. And he said, wow, you've got childbearing hips. That's the first <laughs> thing. Right. What an idiot. And then another one, a client, I was doing her hair and I was stood behind her mm. and she said to me, we were talking about weight and whatever. And she said, can I be honest with you? And I said, okay. And she, I mean, it was totally out of turn for her to say this. And she said, you have such a pretty face. And then she smacked me on the bum or on my hip and said, but you could lose a few pounds off of there. Gosh. And I'll never forget that. And I am curvy. I've always had a bigger bum than, you know. How old were you when she said that? I must have been about mid-twenties. Gosh. Yeah. Wow. And then when I met my husband, I happened to be in a very thin place. Yeah. For no reason, I was just very skinny. And I remember saying to him after about four or five dates, by the way, I'm not always this thin. <laughs> just so you know, I have really big boobs and a really big bum normally. <laughs> Secretly, I'm Kim Kardashian. I don't, <laughs> I'm just hiding that. Well, she, he didn't know she didn't about exist her then. then. No. So, you know, I didn't want to lure him into a full sense of security. So, Again, I've always been slim. Mm. So, and my but that's just your shape. Yeah, it's my shape. Yeah, of course it is. But my body image started once I'd had kids. Okay, started after that. Okay, I I will tell you a story now. I I think as a as as a child, I don't know. You know, I always had parents who were very positive and loving to do with everything with me, so I never felt insecure about anything. And I must have been about. 13, 14, I don't know, about your daughter's age. And I overheard a conversation that my grandparents were having with my parents in their, in their flat one day. I don't know why they were having it. My grandparents were the most indulgent, loving people. I mean, we would, my brother and I would stay with them for a whole summer. They were just like, <laughs> if you put grandparents in like a storybook, those were the grandparents. <laughs> the most like cuddly, loving, wonderful, the cooking, the cuddles, the trips, the everything they did everything they were fabulous I'm telling you that because it was such a strange thing to happen and I overheard them say to my parents well never mind when she's 16 she can just have her nose bobbed <gasps> and I bobbed as in have a nose job and I realized they were talking about my nose it had never occurred to me until I heard that conversation that there was anything wrong with my nose but as soon as I heard the conversation it changed everything oh for my me. God. And I was obsessed, 
obs- obsessed. Still, I still think about it now. Years, decades. How do you feel later, about your nose now? I hate it. Do you? I hate it. But I feel like that seed was sown by yeah. people who loved me so much, but in a heartbeat were ready to send me off to have it changed. To the point where when I met my husband for one of my birthdays as a joke, because he had always said, I, lo- I love your nose. It's a bit like that whole thing in A Star Is Born, you know, he's yeah, like, yeah. he's obsessed with my nose. He'd like a poster of my nose. He loves it, which is lovely because I hate it. Um, and as a joke, he said to me, well, I know you hate your nose so much. So for your birthday, I've, I've paid for someone to do it for you. <gasps> I was devastate I cried but I was like what do you mean you've always told me you love my nose and now you're like joining yeah, the gang yeah it's like I'm totally joking of course I wouldn't do that I absolutely love your nose but it's it I find it amazing that it, it never occurred to me yeah. there was something wrong but until how, someone told me there was but how uh, sacred that is and how scary that is that actually just that tiny little thing can I remember when we went on um Israel tour when I was 16 yeah. with my best friend yeah. and we still talk about this. And on the first day, cause she was always a bigger girl mm-hmm. and she's always struggled with her weight. And on the first day, one of the boys called her a salad dodger. A salad dodger. Yeah. Gosh. A salad dodger. Okay. Yeah. As in she doesn't yeah, eat yeah. salads. Yeah. Yeah. And from that moment on, yeah. she dieted. Really? She's much better and more, much more comfortable in herself. But was as, she perfectly happy how she was until it was commented on? I, I can't remember because it was so many years ago, but my feeling is probably not because I was always slim and all the girls around her were always slimmer than her. And that was just mm. her natural weight. Mm. It wasn't that she indulged more than anybody else. It was just her metabolism. Mm. But what a cruel thing to say. And she still, I still remember it. She was devastated. It floored her for mm. the entire trip. Interesting. And, and the, I can still remember the guy's name. Oh, really? Well, don't say it no, on the I show. Won't. This but, is the other thing I wanted to briefly cover. And maybe it's one for like the listeners to get back to. But do you also think that the body positivity movement can be used as a deflection for people who are bigger than is healthy or bigger to a point where it is detrimental to their health? But they can just say... Well, I'm positive about my body. So well, does that come under the toxic positivity? That's what I'm talking about. If you're at risk of stroke and heart failure, which, by the way, is the number one killer of women. Everyone thinks it's a men's disease. Actually not. Um, and type 2 diabetes because you are too heavy. You are weighing too much. Your weight is detrimental to your health. Do you think that this 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 whole movement can turn on its head in a way that isn't healthy or isn't good? I think any movement can. Mm. I think any movement can. And I think you have to be sensible with your own body to know what's healthy and what isn't. Mm. Um, and I encourage any anybody to look after themselves physically, mentally and emotionally for sure. So yes, being very, very overweight is not good for you. But if you are very, very overweight it, and you're trying to, even if you're not trying to lose it and that's just how your body naturally is, mm then you might as well feel bloody well good about it rather than shaming yourself. Yeah, yeah. But I would always say health first, of course. It's interesting recently because, of course, COVID has affected people in different categories and nobody has wanted to say that obesity is an underlying health condition because it's not, it doesn't feel okay to say that, but it is and it has affected people who are obese. Yes, it has. So 
it's a it's an interesting conversation because everyone is too scared to shame anybody. Everyone wants to talk about. Listen, you look great no matter how your size, but it, it, where's the line? But some people don't have that luxury. You know, when we did our intuitive eating show, mm -hmm. they talked a lot about the the um, experts that came on the show. They talked a lot about thin privilege. Yes. So I think you and I have to be very aware that we have and have always had I, thin I, privilege. I, I am sort of hyper aware of it because I. I, I can't put myself in the mindset of knowing how I would feel about diet and my body and everything else if yes. I was much bigger. It yes. is difficult. So yes, I do I do have to accept that. Yes. yes. And some people just are naturally a lot bigger. For sure. And there was a front cover, I think it was on Cosmopolitan. Yeah. Of a of a um a very plus size model. Yeah. And they talked, she was a Zumba teacher yeah. and her diet was amazing. Now she was fitter and healthier. Than, than definitely than me. Than you. <laughs> definitely. Right? She didn't drink. If I've got this right, yeah. I might have got a few of the... But she basically was a Zumba teacher. She used to Zumba every day. Yeah. She would eat an incredible diet. She didn't drink much alcohol. She didn't smoke. Not, not that you smoke. But she was healthier than you. Yeah. But she was triple the size of you. Because yeah. that's how her body is. Yeah. Yeah. So the fact that she feels good about her body, so she bloody should. Look at what she's doing. But some people just live in bigger bodies. And I don't think that's... And I think it's really important to note that it's not, that's not what, that's just what, how your metabolism is. That's how you naturally are. Like I'm naturally a size 10 to 12. You're naturally a size 10 to 12. Yeah. That's how we are. Mm. Yeah. And society is set up better for us to be accepted without criticism. Yes. For to go into a in shop this, and buy what we want to, yeah, to yeah, buy what we want to, or people to make judgments yeah. on who we are because we're slim. Yet you've still got someone telling you about your hips and your bum. Right. Even at that size. But that's society. It's a societal issue which needs addressing and it is being addressed. I think it is, slowly but surely. This episode is sponsored by Horizon Studios. If you're travelling this year and looking for high quality, sustainable and beautifully designed luggage, then look no further than Horizon Studios, who've launched two new ranges. The RE series, the world's most sustainable 97% recycled luggage, and now the revolutionary Air series, the world's lightest high-end suitcase. If you have airport anxiety, worrying about the weight of your case when it goes on those scales, then the Air Series is for you and it is definitely for me. The Air Series pushes the boundaries of travel. Each detail is designed and engineered to combine an ultralight and durable product. It's significantly lighter than regular suitcases, thank goodness Lauren, that is brilliant. And it comes with a lifetime warranty because the most sustainable suitcase is the one that you only buy once. We used the cases to go to Paris and Wales last year, and as chronic overpackers, we could still wheel them around with ease. We could. Ultra light and compact, the Air Series is made from a premium polycarbonate hard shell with reduced thickness and a recycled lining. It's 100% vegan and produced in a way that is 99% waste-free, blending design and function seamlessly. So, Nicole, you can pack those extra five pairs of shoes with no stress. The entire range is available on the Horizon Studios website and in all leading department stores. Just go to www.horizon-studios.com. Horizon Studios. Let's go further. 
This week we are sponsored by Notion. Why do we love Notion? Because it brings our ideas to life. It's like having access to tomorrow's tools today by combining all our research scripts and notes into one simple space with the added power of AI built right inside, not a separate AI tool or browser tab. I used it the other day to plan all our social content for the next three months. It's made what's usually a really long, daunting task super quick, simple and streamlined, leaving us with more time and energy to focus on what truly matters, which is bringing self-care to the listeners and less stress for us. Notion is a place where any team can write, plan, organise and rediscover the joy of play and the Notion AI turns that knowledge into action. It can answer any question in seconds, summarise your meeting notes and keeps you completely organised. If you can think it, you can make it. It's become an integral part of our podcasting toolkit and we're calling it self-care. Try Notion for free when you go to notion.com slash self-care club. That's all lowercase letters, notion.com slash self-care club and start turning I ideas into action and when you use our link you're supporting our show notion.com slash self-care club day one of body positivity and i was looking in the mirror doing my gratitude piece the things i'm grateful for for my body and i was really looking at my body which i don't ever do because with all my stuff with my body and how I feel about my body over the years I've just adopted this place of body neutrality and I've never really aimed to get further than that further than just feeling neutral and okay about my body not really thinking about it It was such a leap forward from feeling so awful about it and I guess this is the next step isn't it is feeling great about it I've always been comfortable in body neutrality because it was such a breath of fresh air from where I came from and so this feels like uncharted territory but actually looking in the mirror really looking at my naked body thinking of all the things that I am truly grateful for and not from a fake place from a very real place was actually quite a profound moment I've always taught myself to be grateful for what my body can do, yes. as we've talked about. Yes. That was how I got out of that whole spiral. Yeah. But actually standing there and looking at my body for how it looks, mm-hmm. not for how it doesn't look, Yeah. how it looks. Yeah. I've never really had that conversation with myself. And how did you feel about it after really looking at it? Yeah, I felt great because because I felt great because I'm so invested in what my body does for me Mm. so you know it was just yeah my body looks great I'm 44 then this this is good this is how I am I've spent a lot of time trying to get back to something else Mm. or trying to lose that half a stone there's always that half a stone you want to lose right yeah and it's always I'll look in the mirror and go I want to lose this bit I want to lose that bit as as like a unconscious running dialogue yeah but actually just standing there in that radical acceptance piece. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay, I get to, oh, I get to accept myself as I am right now. Not as I, how I need to be or how society tells me it has to be, as I am right now. Nice. Nice, right? Really nice. So I've just had a breakthrough. I'm deep into the week of body positivity, standing in the mirror, going to do my gratitude piece. And I thought, actually, I'm just going to look at my body. I'm just going to look at it. And normally when I look at it, I tear it to pieces subconsciously my my I'm not gonna I'm actually not gonna tear it to pieces I was just about to go through all the things that I say to myself no I'm not doing that and I normally look at it and think about how I want it to be 
the bits that I need to lose, the bits that I need to get rid of, the bits that, oh, that used to be flatter. Oh, that used to be tighter. Oh, that used to be firmer. Oh, I want to get back to there. That's the you, normally the conversation. Whereas today I'm still standing here looking in the mirror for as it is, looking at my body for how it is, not for how I want it to change, but for how it is. And I've done this work for years and I cannot believe that that dialogue was running through the back of my mind without even really being conscious of it. Because what I do is I snap into the things that my body does, which is obviously so important and the things that I'm grateful for. Again, so important, but I never take the moment to look at my body for how it looks, not for how it doesn't look, how it looks. And actually, you know what? I am who I am. I look how I look. Love me or hate me. This is who I am. This is the body that I have. And it's great. So I think I always had this unconscious belief that I was never going to really love my body for how it looks. Yeah. And I kind of accepted that. Yeah. Oh, I'm never going to love it. It's fine. So I'll just enjoy it in a different way. But actually, that's just bollocks. I'm, al- I'm allowed to love my body for how it looks. I don't think I'm quite there. But uh, uh, listen, I'm, ver- I'm much more comfortable in my body than I ever used to be. Yeah. I'm much more accepting of it. Yeah. What this week has brought up is is that there's still room, there's always room to grow. But also how far you've come. How far I've come. Which is a long, long, hard, horrible, difficult journey. Yeah. Long. Yeah. So the fact that I can put on, go up a dress size in lockdown and it not be that much of an issue. That's a big deal. I'm so proud of myself. Yeah, you should be. And and you know what? I'm stronger and fitter than I've ever been. Yeah. So that extra weight allows me to perform so much better, which is, by the way, so much more important to me than how I look in a pair of jeans. Of course it so, is. Because it, it adds so much more value to my life than how I look in a pair of jeans. The only thing I will say, which I'll probably go more into um, in summary, is that I think the body positivity movement, just like Jamila Jamil said, is purely about what the body looks like. And I think that there's toxicity there because I think that we should focus on what it does. What it does and how it houses us and serves mm. us. Mm. Mm. So that was the bit that I, d- I didn't really like focusing on all the, th- on how it looks. Mm. It didn't feel, it didn't feel that healthy. Okay. So there you go. That's my week. Okay. That's quite a lot of learning in that week. Yeah. I'm struggling to go through all my old clothes and throw them out. There are so many pairs of jeans that I'm never going to fit in again. I don't want to throw them out. I don't want to give them away. I don't know why I'm holding on to them. They're not making me feel bad about myself. What I did was I took them out of my sort of main part where my jeans are and put them into a part of the wardrobe where I don't always go in. So they're out of my eye line. I did do that. And I wasn't aware that they were making me feel bad about myself by sitting in my wardrobe, but they can't be making me feel good, can they? So they're gone. I can't shut them away. But I have removed them from my daily psyche. I'll accept that because I know that you are not one to kind of remove <laughs> things from the house that could be removed. So for you, like in your head, they're gone. In in my world, they're still there. In your world, they've actually gone. But you know, they actually, what they represent yeah. is something really unpleasant. Then why don't you get rid of them? I don't know. Because they're all, they're all quite expensive. Okay. And maybe I, I just need to sell them. If you want to follow Marie Kondo, right? Really do the practice. Take a pair, the, the the smallest pair, whichever pair, hold them to your chest and ask yourself, Is do these jeans bring me joy? Are they making me happy? You know the answer. And then get rid. Okay. 
I'm going to sell them though. Great. And then buy something <gasps> that brings you joy with the money. a new pair of jeans. There you go. Thank you. You're welcome. It's quite warm this morning. So I've put on this grey dress that I bought last year. It's like a jersey dress. So it's a very thin material and it's just clinging in all the wrong places. Mm. It's not that it doesn't fit me. It's just, it doesn't look very flattering when it's on. And... I've decided to get rid of it because it's not making me feel good. And why do I want to walk around all day in a dress that isn't making me feel good about a body that most of the time I'm pretty much accepting of? So it's going to the charity shop. So you got rid of the dress? I got rid of the dress. How did it feel? Liberating. Good. That's what this is all about. Yeah. Because I just knew that every time I put it on... Yeah. It's not going to be some amazing miracle that no. suddenly my stomach looks different in it. It will always look like that in it. I will always put the dress on and feel a little bit self-conscious, yeah. a little bit, do I really want to wear this today and sit down in it anywhere? No, I don't. So why am I keeping it? Yeah. So it's gone. Okay. And I feel good about it. It's that. amazing, isn't it? That we do keep these things in the hope that something's going to change. Well, suddenly you'll wake up in the morning or you'll yeah. have like, what, two weeks of really yeah. bad flu and then you'll suddenly lose that half stone and you can wear the clothes. No, because then you'll go back to being your proper, normal, healthy weight and size and it will still look. And it will still shame you. Exactly. So now I'm not into shaming myself. Good. Yes. The funny thing is, I spend so little time actually looking at my body. So much so that there was a post on Instagram the other day where someone was praising a company for putting models in bikinis on their website who had a little bit of tiny stretch marks on uh, the tops of their thighs. I mean, when I say tiny, like uh, the most minute, I saw it. fine, fine lines, barely noticeable. And I have ones that are much worse and they've never bothered me. I don't think about them. I don't care about them. But I'm watching these girls on Love Island every single night in their bikinis thinking how much time they maybe have to spend thinking about their bodies when I don't really consider mine at all. So I had a really, really good look at it in the full length mirror this morning. And I thought, God, you know what? For 43, I'm in fairly good nick. And also, there is really only two people looking at this body, me and my husband, and he is very happy with it and very accepting of it. And I feel all right. Yes. Do you know what else I was thinking about? I have been looking at his body since it was 27 years old. His body is now 52 years old. I do not feel any differently about the changes in his body because it is not just women whose bodies age Men's bodies do age. His body does not look the same, exactly the same with his clothes off as it did when he was 27. It does not change no, my feelings for him, my love for him, my attraction to him because his body has aged along with him because I have aged along with him. And that kind of, you know, I was suddenly thinking about that and I thought, well, he has been looking at my body since it was yeah. much younger and all the things it was before it is now. And he does not love me any less or find me any less attractive or desire me any less now in the body I'm in now. So why should I feel yes. bad about myself? Absolutely. It's, that's an incredible point. And it was quite, um, it, it was actually quite a nice thing to feel because I just thought it wouldn't cross my mind for a second to look at him and judge him or feel differently about him because his body doesn't look exactly the same. 
I don't even notice if Adam's, I mean, the times he might say, oh, I've put on loads of weight and I feel rubbish, but that but it doesn't change how you feel about of him. Of course yeah. it doesn't. I notice in his energy levels that he's not quite, you know, as sprightly or, or those kinds of things, but not in me fancying him yeah. or not wanting to cuddle him or yeah. no, I he, know. he's my family, he's my home and that's the end of it, regardless of what his body looks like. Yes. And, it, and yeah, so if he can accept all the changes in my body, I should accept them in my own. I love that. You know, I've kind of come to the conclusion this is all about an attitude. And that if you feel happy and confident in your yes, body, yes, yes, that kind of comes off you in a good, positive vibe way and everyone else feels good and positive about your body. I went out on Saturday night in a, a maxi dress, but it's very low cut at the front. So low cut, you can't wear a bra. So I just didn't wear a bra. And I felt fucking great on Saturday night. I felt attractive. I felt confident and it's now Tuesday and I've put on one of my oldest pairs of jeans and this morning my husband was like, those jeans look great on you. They look really sexy. Uh. And, you know, again, I don't spend a lot of time thinking about how my body looks, but I am very, very grateful for what it's given me. Three beautiful, healthy children and continuous... 43 years of really good, robust health. So I'm grateful and I'm thankful and I don't want to dig too deep in this stuff. I think we're both coming out to the same place, aren't we, with this? Yeah, yeah. And would I swap that half stone for health that was not 100% tip top? No fucking way. My body works for me. It works for me every day. It does does every job that it needs to do on autopilot. Yeah. I take no prescriptions. I take no medications. Yeah. I'm not trying to fix anything. It is a beautifully functioning machine, which is what all our bodies are. They're machines and eventually one day they run out. So if they're healthy and they are working, then be grateful. There's that lovely meme that exercise because you love your body, not because you hate it. Yeah. Well, I don't exercise, but anyway. <laughs> no, but all right. Oh, okay. Eat good food. Eat healthy food because you love your yeah. body, not because you hate it. Yeah. Yeah. Should we summarise? Yes. Okay. What worked for you? Um, it was an interesting experiment to actually stand and just really look. I mean, yes. we both did it and we were both quite surprised how we don't do it very often, right? No, but well, I, I used to do it all the time. Okay. I used to do it every single day. I kind of never did it because it always... I had always assumed in my mind it was going to be disappointing. No, no, the opposite. (laughs) Like when I was younger, it always looked great. So it never occurred to me to really look at it. And at some point I just kind of, who's got the fucking time? Yeah. (laughs) Well, I used to, I used to obsess about it, constantly obsess about it. I did look at it a lot. I tell you when I did look at it a lot, when I was pregnant, as it was changing and growing. And actually I loved it. I have never felt more beautiful than when I was very heavily pregnant and I never covered it. I would always wear, you know, I'd wear a bikini with a huge bump and I would wear a tight clothes, a tight top. And I I just thought it was incredible because I so appreciated what it was what doing. It was, doing. It was yeah. growing a person. Yeah. You know, it's a fucking miracle. And I loved watching my body doing that. I, I thought it was just Great. And we can have that same gratitude and understanding every day, whether you're growing a person or whether you're not. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's still doing all those miraculous things that we are just not paying attention to. No, we're not. The fact that we open our eyes and we get to see the world 
We put our feet on the floor and we walk ourselves to wherever we want to get to. If you are lucky enough to have the ability to do that, then the miracles are untold. And the way I see it is, it is the only place that you will forever live. So look after it. Yeah. So, so that, that, I guess that was what worked was that just, okay, when I am going to look and when I am going to focus in on this for a short amount of time, what I can find in that is, is, is a gratitude. gratitude. The gratitude piece, the gratitude part of this is enormous. It's the crux of it for me. Absolutely. And for me, it was the radical acceptance as well of not having that conversation of where my body isn't, but where it is. Yes. And I thought that was really beautiful. Yeah. Because when you just allow yourself that moment of, oh, this is where I'm at yeah. physically. Yeah. You know, it's okay. It's yeah. good. It's yeah. great. Yeah. Yes, I've got a few extra roles and lines, yeah. but that's because I'm 44 and I have the privilege of aging and I yes. have the privilege of using my body for what it's there for. Yeah. Did anything not work for you? The, the thinking about what my body looks like a lot. Okay. That didn't work for me okay. because I, it, that feels a little bit toxic. Okay. And, and going down a road that I just don't necessarily need to go down anymore. Okay. Because it, as Jamila Jamil said, it is such a small part of who you are and yeah. it's really not the most interesting thing about you. No, it's really, your weight, really not. Your weight is probably the least interesting thing about you. Yeah. That's yeah. so true. It's true, isn't it? Yeah. So true. Yeah. So true. So I think we've covered what we've learned. Yeah. Would you say? Yeah, absolutely. I, and I, and I come back to the, <laughs> my, my body is a machine and I choose to look after it and I'm very lucky to have the healthy body that I have mm. that's what it comes down to for me good recommending it oh I'm totally recommending it and I don't know if it's something that is an easy journey for lots of people I guess for some people it will be harder than others and yeah, maybe absolutely where you're, it depends where you're coming from on it it depends where you're coming from it depends i guess how many changes your body has gone through in your life how old you are what messages you've been given throughout your life but yeah i think if you can find a place of acceptance rather than a place of hating and criticizing That's yourself shame. you're gonna be much happier you'll be much happier and your body is what it is right here right now so you might as well goddamn well love it so going back to what you said about the body positivity movement, mm. it, you know, in larger bodies, yeah, absolutely this fucking works for you. Mm. Absolutely. Mm. Thanks for listening. That is our week on body positivity. We'll be back on Friday with our epilogue show. So tune in for that. And then we're going to break for the summer. So make sure you tune in. Uh, we'll be back then. If you want to get in touch and share any thoughts or anything you want us to practice, hello at theselfcareclub.co.uk. Come find us on Instagram at selfcareclubpod. Back on Friday. Bye-bye. This was a Stack Production and part of the Acast Creator Network.